Welcome back everyone to How and Why to Imagine It Done by Lisa Jacobs and I am your host Lisa Jacobs. Today we are going to answer questions that were given to us from you guys, our followers, and uh, Rachel will be asking the questions. There's going to be so much information so get your pen and paper and let the good times roll. All right, let's get right to it. Said that they are really struggling with their linen closet and that it is way too small for the amount of stuff that they have. What are your tips? Okay, this is a great question because it concerns a space that I love. Actually, the linen closet is my favorite closet in a home. And why is there a struggle? There's a struggle because typically people do not put the right contents into a linen closet. Okay, the first tip is, before I even discuss the contents, is where should a linen closet be located? Not all the, you don't have all the time, the opportunity to designate the space because if you move into a place where the closet is already set up, you just have no choice. But if you do have a choice, the linen closet should be closer to the bathroom or the master bedroom. So that's number one. Ideally, that's the place where it has to be. Now, what goes inside the linen closet? This is really important because this is what causes chaos and clutter. All your bedding, linens, pillows, duvet, comforter, blankets, and throws, then your towels, toiletries, travel stuff, bathroom inventory, hair tools that do not fit in your bathroom, toilet paper, Kleenex, what you should not put into your linen closet, or clothing, garments, accessories that you would typically put in a master bedroom, shoes, and random things that belong in a utility closet, cleaning supplies, no, and you should not put paper towel. Then as far as shelving is concerned, it's ideal to have your shelves adjustable because you're going to change up the contents of the linen closet as you live in your space. So the shelving should be adjustable and it should be at least 30 to 36 inches wide and 15 to 24 inches deep. And what you should ideally do when you're setting it up is you should put contents from the floor up. The bulkiest stuff goes on the floor. And bulky, I don't mean necessarily the heaviest. I mean bulky like toilet paper and Kleenex. You should put that on the, the floor because that's a lot of contents. And the heavy beach towels, if there are beach towels, should go on the floor. If you have enough space, you should also contain items in bins, even from the floor up start with the bins. So toilet paper, let's just say you buy like in bulk and you're gonna buy like 24 rolls. Take it out of the plastic, which by the way is a really good pro tip because when you keep things in plastic, it actually is bulkier. When you take them out, you're going to be able to maximize space. So use wire bins as ideal for maximizing the space of the, the individual rolls of the toilet paper. And then on you work from the bottom up. So the lower shelf, you're gonna do lighter weight things for easy access. You'll want to fold your towels. Make sure they're folded all in the same direction. And towels meaning not just one size. You've got typically bath towels, bath sheets, which are a different size, they're larger. Then you have hands and washcloths. It's great to keep all of that together. 
and then separate the categories. Then in the middle shelf, which is your eye level, is prime real estate because that's where you're going to pull things in and out that are um, easily accessible and day-to-day -day stuff. So you're going to put your linens that are folded together into a set. All the parts of the linens keep together so they don't get lost. And then upper middle shelf, you're going to put frequently less, less used items and label all the bins, like the toiletries, the soaps, the shampoos, the medicines. All these things should be labeled in bins. Pro tip, keep all the bins streamlined the same. And if they're going to be bins that you're not, that are closed, then you're going to label them. And then on the top shelf, you're gonna do comforters, blankets, access pillows, extra deep pillows, and out of season things. Always when you're working from the bottom up, you're going to remember to designate top shelves for out of season or not frequently used items. This will help give you a better understanding about what stays in the closet, what should not stay in the closet, scented sachets or a pro tip because you want your linen closet to smell really nice. My favorite fragrance in a linen closet is lavender and amber. And that's about it with the linen closet. So I have just my own question. What if you are living in a space that the laundry room has to be the linen closet. Because we see that often, where it's one and the same. And that's obviously not ideal. So how do you keep it, I guess, so stuff isn't overflowing? Okay, so if the laundry room, I guess it also depends on the size of the laundry room. So if the laundry room has extra shelves, then you're going to add, dirt. definitely the towels can stay in a laundry room. That's for sure. But again, the the more organized you are in folding the towels and keeping them together, categorized, it's gonna maximize your space. I don't like to put the linens in a laundry room. If there is not space anywhere in the apartment, I would suggest that linens go either on a very, very top shelf in a bedroom closet, or it's not ideal, but this is a solution, in a closed bin underneath a bed but make sure it's closed. I prefer a linen, a firm linen covered zippered case that goes underneath the bed so it's not going to be dust collecting. So that definitely is a solution. So the next question is, what do you do when your go-to containers are just not the right dimensions for common items? Okay, well, first of all, not everybody has to bin everything. That's the first thing. I mean, yes, it looks definitely more curated, and it's also very functional because you get to see the quantity of what you have. But if you don't have the right space to contain and or bin a common item that you're going to put in a pantry and in a kitchen, then put use a container that fits half of the item and then take the balance of what's in a bag or in a jar and put it in an inventory area, which is usually somewhere high above. So there is a solution. You don't have to always size the, the item that you want to contain for what is already in the container, in other words. Right. And then also be, be very, you know, progressive. Like you're not just going to use what you see on everybody else's Instagram or what you know, like there's sometimes other solutions, be creative. But I would say that the real simple answer to this is simply just that take half of the contents that fit in the container that you like and then balance the rest and put it in an area that is where inventory is going to live.
And always measure before you purchase anything. Right. And also, don't buy things that are in bulk. For instance, people have a tendency, like, let's just say for sugar, for example. Like, you'll buy, like, a very large bag of sugar because that's what you typically are accustomed to because you use a lot of sugar. Well, don't buy a big bag. You know, buy a smaller, a smaller sized item that's going to fit. Moving on to another question. Where is the best place to store sunglass cases if the actual sunglasses are on display? Okay, so the cases, you don't, number one, you don't have to keep all the cases because if the sunglass, let's just say you have a sunglass that measures the same size as other cases, you don't need to keep every single case. That's number one. And number two, where the cases go is typically in another area where they're just designated for cases, which is a drawer or in a bin, and then just label it with sunglass cases. But the bin and the drawer are the two options for where sunglass cases live. Or you could actually put it in with like near where your jewelry is. Um, you know, it could be in like just the acrylic drawers are like the best that we love for sunglasses and even for the cases. But if you don't want to see the cases, definitely store it in a, um, in a drawer. What are some tips for making a habit of putting things back in their place? Putting things back in your place should be habitual, just like any ritual. And I actually parallel it to anything that relates to your hygiene, for example. Like, why do people brush their teeth in the morning? Why do you wash your face? Why do you brush your teeth at night? You know, it's the same kind of situation where people realize that there is a positive. There is a, a gain that you feel. There is a calmness that you feel. There is a, a, a feeling of completeness when you do a ritual. So just because it has, is not health related doesn't mean that you cannot subscribe to it like you do any other ritual. Once you see that organization and putting things back in its place helps you to maximize your time and you feel less stressed and it creates more peace for you in your environment, then it's going to have meaning and that's where it just becomes a ritual. So you're your own boss. And if you have to think like, does it matter that I do this? And if you really can answer that question with a yes, it's gonna become a ritual. You don't have to really think too hard about this. This is not rocket science. This is human behavior. Yeah, it becomes muscle memory. Exactly. If you, if you care about it enough, it becomes muscle memory. Exactly. What is the best way to come up with a budget to edit or organize? We get this question a lot. A lot. And it's such a smart question because once you subscribe to the whole process, the whole idea of organization in your life, it's overwhelming because we get like, where do you begin and how do I know um, what to spend my, what to allocate for the spaces and how much money should I spend? Well, first of all, it starts with priorities. You've got to prioritize the space number one and i always tell people prioritize the space that's most troublesome for you the space that you go in and out of every day and that really gives you a feeling of anxiety so that's the first thing and by prioritizing it then you'll come to well how much do i want to spend financially how much money do i want to put into this all you have to do is get an estimate how much an expert feels it will cost to do whatever you feel is troubling you in that space, whether it be a full out, complete 
organization or whether it be just tweaking some things. And once you get the estimate, if it, if it works, if you can breathe, if you can live within that, then you, know, you go with it. If you can't, then you reprioritize and you re-examine how much money you have to, you know, to allocate for this process. But just remember, sometimes when people do this in steps, do an organizational process in steps, it could be more stressful than getting it all done at the same time. Look at it like a whole process, not piecemeal, but analyze it as a whole. And then you'll feel it'll be a lot calmer and more sensible for you to get things done. Editing and organizing is awesome, but how do you keep it all in place afterwards? In other words, how do you maintain it once the professional leaves? The best advice, the best tip that I can give anybody when they are a little bit troubled, a little bit anxious about, well, how are they going to keep this up? How are they going to finish you know, this project by themselves? Or are they going to be able to understand how it gets done? You know what? You will if you subscribe to being a part of the process. And that's why Imagine It Done engages the client. We are comfortable knowing that when we leave, the client really understands what we've done. Our process is not about it, the before and after only. That's why we say it's about the during, which means that it's an educational process for our clients. And we don't, yes, it's nice that they call us to refresh, but our goal is for a client to actually change their habits, change their space, change their life, be comfortable with a newfound process called organization. So we teach, we speak, we watch, we listen. All of that goes into the process. And if we in engage you from the very beginning, advising you to be a part of it just for that reason, because it's not about our way is the highway. Imagine it Dunn's process is about working exclusively to make the client happy. So it's not just, well, we want to make it look beautiful with streamlined hangers, and we want you to put these accessories in, and we want you to put this, these items in your drawer and these bins on the floor and whatever. It's not only that. It's about you saying, you know what? I don't like it this way. I prefer it this way. We give you choices. The process is so interesting because you see that transformation that I promise you, by the time we finish a project, if you are engaged, you will be able to carry on and work the process and incorporate this in your life and really look forward to being organized. It's something that organically happens after we engage you in the process. It's really magical, honestly. It's just, it's a beautiful experience, I must say. I'm getting a little bit intellectual and emotional, but it really is the truth. It's just not as, you know, black and white. It really is, there's a lot of gray, and we love that. Okay, so that's all the questions that we have. If there's anything else you want to elaborate on or add in. Okay, one more thing that I just want to um, emphasize to everybody is about organization. This was not a question. This is actually just my feelings, a statement that I want everybody to understand because it means so much and people take it for granted. It is the element of time and time is a commodity. And when you think of it as a commodity, you realize, hey, you know what? She's talking about something important. 
We cannot ever regain minutes in our life. Once it's done, it's done. And what happens with organization is that without it, you realize that you lose a lot of time in your day. And what I emphasize here is to qualify and justify the purpose of organization. Remember that it is, again, not just a pretty, pretty picture. It's not just about the before and after. It goes as far as emphasizing the importance of something that we can never regain, which is time. So if you think about it like that, you will understand how much organization impacts your day-to-day -day life. And the other thing is that seeing is believing and doing is knowing. I hope everybody enjoyed my little tips today and my sensibility at the end. Um, we look forward to hearing from you again. There is no question that is too silly, too grand, too small. I love answering questions and I love talking about organization. So hit me with it and can't wait to talk to you guys again.